Well, I'm excited, uh, very excited here. This is um, the beginning of our journey through the Epistle to the Romans. And it's actually four weeks. We go through Romans, actually take four weeks. We don't go every single word of Romans, but but the vast majority of it, we actually encompass all of the book of Romans. It's a really great opportunity to read the most important theological uh, treatise, really, in the New Testament, and to read it continuously together. Of course, we won't be together on, on Mondays and Fridays and Saturdays, so we're going to miss out about half of it. But uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I hope to be able to speak about it. And it's a, it's a really, really important work. Um, and then also today we celebrate the... Uh, uh, memorial of St. Ignatius of Antioch, a very important saint. Um, he was the, the second, I believe, or maybe the third bishop of Antioch. Um, and so from succeeding the apostles, his lifetime would have overlapped that of the apostles. Very, very ancient um, saint and uh, very important uh, person that we celebrate today. But let's talk about Romans. So if we, we see here, right in the beginning, this is chapter 1, St. Paul talks about the wrath of God being revealed from heaven. So it's a present tense. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven currently. And uh, I've said this in probably two or three other homilies before. It really bears repeating. Whenever we hear the, the, the word wrath of God or we see God in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, but also in the New, being portrayed in kind of like angry terms, we can't be too literal about it. We have to understand this is a figure of speech. Uh, it's metaphorical. Uh, God, the divine nature, I should say, the divine nature uh, is not a bodily reality. He doesn't have, God doesn't have a body. So he doesn't have passions. He doesn't have emotions. Uh, he doesn't have parts. He's, he's totally transcendent and, and perfectly simple. So there's no change within him. It's not like he's happy one moment and, and mad the next or anything like that. So God does not get angry. Uh, the way that human beings get angry. And I think sometimes uh, Christians, they, they project their sort of uh, images and imagination of an angry person or an angry man, they project that onto their idea of God. And it really it misleads them and it really stunts their spiritual growth and their, and their understanding of the Word of God. So if when the Bible speaks about God's wrath, we shouldn't take it too literally. What what does it really mean? Because there's a meaning to it. And that meaning is simply this. Sin has serious consequences. Okay, Sin has serious consequences. And uh, negative consequences. So in this case, St. Paul is talking about uh, the, the, t- the consequences of sin that take place within this world, not in the afterlife. All right? In fact, last night I had an opportunity to speak about purgatory. Uh, for some of you who are for there, and we're talking about purgatory, is actually uh, basically you're paying off the, the, the temporal consequences of your sins. So there are consequences, negative consequences to sin that take place in the here and the now in, in this world and not for eternity. Uh, and this is what St. Paul is talking about. Now, what he actually says, though, what, what's the negative consequence of the sins that he's speaking about here? More sin. Isn't that, that's a terrible punishment to think about that. That the punishment of my sin is that I sin more. <laughs> that's really bad. Because it means I get further and further and further away from God, okay? So like if you, if you, we go back to our text here, St. Paul says, therefore God handed them over to the impurity, uh, to impurity through the lust of their hearts, 
for the mutual degradation of their bodies. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped the creature rather than the creator. He's talking about idolatry. Uh, this is the course of human history apart from God's revelation, apart from uh, the, the, the truth about God that we know through his prophets. It, it, we fall into idolatry, to worshipping creatures rather than our creator. And uh, the, the punishment for that sin is more sin. So God actually basically hands humankind over. It's a prison. It's a dark prison. Terrible. Terrible. Um, but then there's a, a shaft of light, much like the light coming through the window there in the back. There's a shaft of light that breaks through that darkness, that prison of sin leading to more sin, that downward spiral, terrible downward spiral of alienation from God. There, in, the, in the midst of that darkness, there's a shaft of light, of hope, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is what Paul is going to proclaim to us. And so he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of God. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And he says, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the one who is righteous by faith will live. And this is the great news, the good news, in contrast to the bad news of human sin. We've got the good news of salvation through faith, through faith. And uh, we have to understand that with the apostolic preaching, its first uh, audience were adults. All of us here, most of us, I would think, were baptized as infants. Um, but at first, the preaching of the gospel came to adults. And they, had, they were pagans, they had lives of sin, they were in that prison of darkness, of sin leading to more sin. And here comes the gospel of God. And at their baptism, everything was wiped clean for them. All of the, the negative temporal consequences of sin, wiped completely clean. All of the guilt wiped completely clean. They were given the power of the Holy Spirit to be transformed, to live new lives of obedience and love for God. What good news. What awesome news. This is what St. Paul is, uh, is teaching us. Um, and so, in light of this awesome news, in light of this great hope, we ought not to be ashamed. As St. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, today we celebrate... The martyrdom of St. Ignatius of Antioch, and this is a man who was not ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to read you a passage from his letters. Um, he was the bishop of Antioch in Syria, huge swath of territory, he had a lot of responsibility given to him from the apostles. And uh, so he was kind of like the head dog in that area, the head Christian. And the Roman government uh, staged a persecution against the church in that area. They arrested him. And he was bound in chains and brought across the entire Roman Empire, across the Mediterranean uh, basin, uh, to Rome to be killed in the amphitheater for entertainment. Okay, um, And he was thrown to wild beasts. And along his way, they did allow him <clears throat> some freedom. So he wrote some letters to these different churches, and we had his letters. So this is what he writes. He's anticipating his martyrdom. He's anticipating being killed by wild animals. Okay, this is what he writes to, to Rome. He writes ahead to the Roman Christians. I am writing to all the churches to let it be known that I will gladly die for God if only you do not stand in my way. I plead with you. Show me no untimely, untimely kindness. Let me be food for the wild beasts, for they are my way to God. I am God's wheat and shall be ground by their teeth so that I may become Christ's pure bread 
Pray to Christ for me that the animals will be the means of making me a sacrificial victim for God. No earthly pleasures, no kingdoms of this world can benefit me in any way. I prefer death in Christ Jesus to power over the farthest limits of the earth. He who died in place of us is the one object of my quest. He who rose for our sakes is my one desire. The time for my birth is close at hand. Forgive me, my brothers. Do not stand in the way of my birth to real life. Do not wish me stillborn. My desire is to belong to God. Do not then hand me back to the world. Do not try to tempt me with material things. Let me attain pure lights. Only on my arrival there can I be a fully human being. Give me the privilege of imitating the passion of my God. If you have him in your heart, you will understand what I wish. You will sympathize with me because you will know what urges me on. And he goes on and on, but you see, he actually does not want the Roman Christians to actually try to get him out of prison and, and uh, saved from his execution. He desires martyrdom because that's the supreme imitation of Christ who saved him, who gave him the good news, the gospel, of which he is not ashamed. And so, my brothers and sisters, today, let's rejoice in that shaft of light that breaks through the darkness Let's dedicate ourselves wholeheartedly to Christ. Uh, and like St. Ignatius, let's not be ashamed of the gospel.